Welcome to It Sounded Like a Good Idea at the Time. It is 2023. We still think we have good ideas. I don't know. I guess we might. Um, we might. Here with is a good idea. Our, is this our year for good ideas? It might be. God, I wish. Would it be our year for an intro, though? Could we maybe three episodes in figure out an <laughs> intro for ourselves? There's nothing. Um, and I, I feel like I think about it during the day and I'm like, this is going to be quippy. And then no quip. And I, I interrupt you with my laughter. So it was not even going to be quippy that time. You saved me because it was going to okay. fall real flat. But um, my name is Caroline. <laughs> and I am Mallory. And uh, I think the intro I'm trying to workshop is like, I'm Mallory. And it seemed like a good idea to blank and have this oh. be something that's not a good idea, which yeah, now, yeah. now I've like, said what we're trying to do. So I don't, I think I've ruined the magic for everybody. We can all, I'll see behind no, 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 the curtain it's good, now. It's good. But. It's good. I, I, that's authentic and that's the buzzword for women. So <laughs> exactly. good, for, good for us. Yeah. So I, I, it seemed like a good idea to bake biscuits for oh. my brother and his girlfriend when they came to visit over our little holiday break. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I made them and then I was like, Oh, I got to double the recipe because the kids are going to eat them and we'll have leftovers. But I hadn't, had coffee yet. Okay. Okay. Go for it. So doubling the recipe was fine. I did all the math properly. I just read one tablespoon as one cup. Well, of sugar (laughs) in a a savor biscuit. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I do have a picture of them. Uh, my brother very lovingly called them this cakes because they were a lot. <laughs> Talk to me though about what that texture was like, because I'm picturing like a dry, a dry ratio of one tablespoon versus one cup. Yes. Perhaps the texture was different than intended beyond the Abs- flavor. Absolutely. It honestly, it was the greatest fail it could have been. The texture was kind of like cornbread. It was Ooh, like a little. That sounds great actually. Yeah. It was like flaky and a little bit gritty is like maybe the wrong word because okay. it's like all the granulated sugar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> toothsome. Is that like what we yeah. might call it? Toothsome. But you know, they, um, they live in Maine and they came down and they brought some, you know, wild Maine blueberry preserves oh, wow. and like that on top of this supposed to be a biscuit was much more a pancake, mm-hmm. crumbly, corn flour, less corn muffin top. (laughs) Well, you sent me that recipe, your recipe, because that (laughs) sounds really, really good. (laughs) It, uh, yeah, it was, it actually worked. Um, Zoe was away, uh, visiting her grandparents, but when she came back, I kind of like explained it all to her and was like, Mm -hmm. but but like, go ahead and try one if you want it. She's been like using, cause they're, (laughs) they're really flat. Oh, okay. they did not rise. Okay. So she like used it like with some other kind of like bon maman spread or something we have. She's like, yeah. it is awesome. So they really, they were not flaky biscuits yeah. that rose. They they did not go vertically in the oven. They went horizontally. <laughs> yeah. yeah but what do you call this? Biscakes. Not biscuits, biscakes. So it was, a, like it. it was a good fail, but um, yeah, definitely, definitely had coffee today before I attempted <laughs> more baking. Um, yeah, that's great. Well, I thought it was a good idea to teach my children autonomy and independence, which like, <laughs> obviously no, um, my, I have really been working on as kind, I I'm like this weird paradox of like a helicopter mom and like a free range mom where mm-hmm. I'm like, I want you super close to me and also very far away from me at the same time, like (laughs) just to explore, to do your own like life journey, whatever. Yeah. As Um, Dr. Dr. Becky says, two things are true. 
I want you to be a fully formed person. And I also want you still physically connected to me. Yes. Yes. Like living in my driveway for the rest of your days. But um, our backyard has been in shambles for quite some time in, in that it doesn't grow grass. Like it's not a it's not a great backyard. It could be. We just have not invested the resources in it. We are we're going to rebuild our deck, but then lumber went up, whatever. So that's a fenced backyard. So it's really like basically unusable. But we have this very accessible um, front yard that's very great. And we're very good friends with all of our surrounding neighbors, a wonderland. Um, And so the kids are like very allowed to play outside in Mm -hmm. our front yard and basically all the neighbors, there are kids around. So there's no like concern. The other day, um, I was working and trying to focus. And Jane Ellis, my four-year-old, came downstairs and said, I'm, I'm going outside. And typically, she goes with the big girls. But I can't remember if they weren't home or, or whatever. They were okay. upstairs. I was like, yeah, sure. So a few minutes later, maybe 10-ish, she came back inside and was like excitedly shouting in the garage. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess everything's fine. It seems happy. I'm focusing on my computer and she comes in and she goes, I found a cat on Grace's front porch. Oh, no. Grace wasn't home. I found a cat. And I'm like, okay. Like thinking stuffy, small. Sure. Thing. A toy that was left I out. I don't look up. I don't pay her any attention. I'm just like, okay, sounds great. And then this giant cat flops out of her arms into oh. our kitchen. And like it, it was the size of a four-year-old and <laughs> It was a live cat and we have two cats and a dog and it, the cat like hanging over her arms, like fled behind our living room couch. And David and I like together were like, oh, oh, you found, you found a real cat. Oh, uh, Oh, you found a real, an actual cat. And so we like are wrangling (laughs) it, we're wrangling it out of our house. Like David dumps it in the garage and Jane Ellis like afterwards is just very, solemn Mm. and we were like oh babe um you know that is that was very exciting for everybody but we (laughs) can't just bring live animals into our home that we don't know um because the front porch that she found it on that family doesn't have a cat so I'm like we don't know this cat and um she's like then sobbing because she thought that she had found her new pet like she was just so proud Mm -hmm. of herself and afterwards, I was crying, laughing every time I pictured this four-year-old walking up someone's front porch, wrangling a cat, strange cat, and yeah. walking up six houses down the street, like thinking, I have found a pet. It is the same size as me. This is this belongs to me. This is my new best friend I have captured mm-hmm. and or yeah. I have rescued from the wilderness and she's going to come back to. <laughs> Correct. And I, I posted a picture on our neighborhood page and I was like, if this cat belongs to you, my four-year-old acquired well, it. It is it. now. Yeah. It's now somewhere. I don't know. I didn't even. And somebody replied and said, um, was was he shaved behind his tail? If so, he's ours. And I was like, ma'am, I am sorry to say that in this series of events, I don't know. I did not like think to check that. I, I um, don't like that's not a normal. I mean, I don't I don't have pets, but I think normally if a if a animal I did not know <laughs> appeared in my home, mm-hmm. I don't know I would be checking its butt area for mm-hmm. identifying correct. Marks. And so I was like, well, I don't kn- I don't know, <laughs> frankly. And she was like, <laughs> well, I think he's home now. And I was like, that sounds great. But Jane Ellis disappeared up into her room. 
um, as many a four year old would and just climbed into bed with the lights off. And um, so I went upstairs to check on her and said, you know, you really did a great thing. Um, You rescued you rescued that cat. And now he's home. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Without you, you you were a hero. Um, And she (laughs) rolled over away from me and goes, I just need to be alone. And I was like, (laughs) I just like wanted to play Inya as I walked yeah. out the door. Like, who can say yeah. where the road goes? That's beautiful. Thank, thank you, thank you. Um, I we can't play more than that because I can't copyright. sing more than that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Copyright. <laughs> so thankfully, we were able to shake it off later at um an Irish dance party, and she really like danced her little emotions out. But beautiful. Generally, I'm like autonomy is great. <laughs> independence is great but like i've already had to talk to her about not touching dead birds and so Mm -hmm. now it's also like also don't like try to domesticate animals that we don't know yeah yeah that seems to be that seems to be a pretty uh reasonable parenting tip i'll I'll go i mean i guess if anyone has some tips on that i'm i'm open to those uh it's it's the, the exact opposite of what my mother would do um she would point out dead animals, specifically like roadkill and squirrels, to be like okay. that baby squirrel did not hold its mom's hand oh crossing the road. <laughs> That's good. And have you and your therapist talked about this yet? Or yes. No? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has and it then, informed yeah. any any framework you have on life or no? Uh, I mean, this this is a podcast, not therapy, but yeah, this trust, I, don't, I don't know the difference. Yeah, truly, really. Um, trust that it has been a topic. But yeah, so yeah, the, that baby squirrel didn't hold its mommy's hand crossing the road. Well, so if you is- want to know why I am such a rule follower, that may be my origin story. <laughs> we just finished watching Wednesday on Netflix. Okay. Have you watched? I have not. Okay. It is very good. It's okay. a remake of The Addams Family, yeah. but- it, it, I am not like an Adams Family stan. Like yeah. the only person from Adams Family values that I remember is Joan Cusack and because she is so great. But yes. um, anyway, it was a surprise and delight of a show. We loved it. Um, but there is a, like kind of a subplot story arc about someone who takes roadkill and like felts it into like characters. So huh. like some like casual light taxidermy, but like <laughs> whimsically, like amazing. So that could be like your next, yeah, your next, I don't know, venture project, yeah. hobby, a way, a way to like immersion therapy myself through this. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. like you could get those squirrels and make a child hold its mother's hand into the afterlife. You know what I mean? I, I think you just earned your PhD in, in thank cold. you in felt taxidermy therapy. Yeah. yeah my one, my one last, this is so ridiculous. My one last roadkill story, which is oh, good. Like, as many words as I never thought I would say. Um, I used to go skiing with my family. We would, so I grew up in Massachusetts. We would go skiing in Maine every winter. Mm-hmm. And we went like way far north, long story as to why. And so we were skiing in this place called Rangeley, Maine. Ask David if he knows. There was a restaurant that we would regularly eat at called the Roadkill Cafe. Well, that's appetizing. <laughs> right. And it was, and the, you know, it was like burgers, fries, but like they always had just like weird, gross like names for it and stuff, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, and then they'd serve like a, you know, that classic dessert of like pudding with gummy worms and dirt, you know, so they'd like, dirt cake. Yeah, the dirt cake, like those kind of yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they had, I remember the, what part of the shtick was they, the wait staff would have kids 
like if there were kids eating at the table, when everybody was done, they'd have the kids clear the table and like bring it into the, oh, bring it into the kitchen yes, and yes, like, yes. and just, and I'm just like vividly remembering like, huh, maybe was that maybe the end of like the end of the trauma of Roadkill? Then it was Roadkill being fun. Maybe that's why I'm a little yeah, more. Yeah, I like that. Like, so. Yeah, I think roadkill roadkill as entertainment is maybe something that we as generally typical average humans haven't explored enough of. <laughs> and like maybe that's 2023 for us. Maybe. Like a journey. It could it could certainly be. I it still could also am, not be. But. It could also not be. I'm I'm going to vote no. I'm going to vote yes on my continued uh, affinity for the British royal family. Um <laughs> Right before we started recording, uh, news broke. So Prince Harry's book comes out next week. And I guess somebody somebody broke the press embargo and released that probably it's probably going to be the most shocking part of the book because of course if you have access to the book that's what you lead with. Which you foretold last episode. Why thank you. Yes. Um it appears uh, that Prince William physically assaulted Prince Harry in an altercation over Meghan. You can't tell me that while I'm taking a sip of my diet, Dr. Pepper. I tried to slow down my words. I'm sorry. Thank you. You did um, a good job. And that is not – listen, I like William as a teenager growing up in oh, the yeah. years that I did. I feel like I in have the to. Years, the years when he had hair, let's be yeah, real. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, his, his four cold years. Yes. I feel like I, it was – obligatory right but i oh, yeah. also like as a note was it like chris kirkpatrick from Sync the best so oh. yeah and it's just a lot oh. to like know all at one time but <laughs> i would just i would say in a fight in a fight yeah would you anticipate this iteration of prince william like really having like a chance yeah. I'm not saying it's like, yeah. minimize, I don't want to minimize Harry's experience. Yes. I, I'm just saying, would you, or do you feel like there's some hidden rage that we wouldn't know about? Uh, from the very brief thing I sort of, you know, threw my eyeballs at to see if it was really juicy, which like, honestly, it feels like whatever. I have plenty of other thoughts. Um, it seems like he like came up behind him. So it was almost like a sucker. <gasps> a it was like a sucker punchy, move. like, like a pulling on his collar kind of thing. Okay. Which, now like, that I do love even more. Is like, that is dynasty level. <laughs> um, which that is what I picture. Yes. That's like, that's like, you can't see it because it's a podcast. I'm doing the like silly little hand slap at each other yeah, thing. Yeah, like the weak that I can picture. Slap. Right. I can too, but, but I will say this. In William's defense, I don't know. I defend no one. I hate all of them at this point. <laughs> they have really like done they're done me terrible. in. Yeah. Instead, I just want to talk about Princess Charlene from Monaco and why they're like oh. locking her away. Like, is she the new Shelley Miscavige? Oh man, I have questions. Yeah. yeah. But but I, as you know, am struggling on an existential level with the stories, the narrative that has been woven mm-hmm. by the Sussexes at yes. this point. I don't want to be one of those people who blames the victim. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be one of those people who doubts their story. And yet I will do that right now. Yeah. Do you believe that whatever William <clears throat> was able to lobby in terms of <laughs> physical assault would by many people be called that? Like, let's pretend he did yank his collar. 
Um, as a mother to two boys. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it was probably a, probably a 40 year old man should not be doing that, but I can also, uh, but I can also picture his brothers doing that. Yeah. So yeah. And in my mind, I see like Megan elsewhere, like really, here's what I picture a weaker is not the right word, but, uh, a different version of the Chris Rock Will Smith Oscar slap <laughs> where where J- Megan is Jada being okay. like are you going to let him say that about me or Kate being like are you going to let him get away with let this away. yeah and like kind yeah. of hyping it I which I, I like that <laughs> yes I, I as a consumer of no of parts bravo. of their life yeah. yeah yeah and of bravo so that informs yeah. everything yeah me as a bravo person yes yeah yeah we like we like some messiness i can go with that narrative i also i think i i think i'm philosophically opposed to like these two men are clearly having brother problems mm-hmm. and i think it's so easy to like bring some harpy bitch wife into the narrative, either yeah, Kate or point. Megan. That's, a great um, point. that's just my like radical feminism jumping in of like, yeah, maybe, maybe they did. Like, well, as someone who I'll, now follows homesteading accounts where feminism is not a good thing, <laughs> God, easy, go ahead. You, need, you need a little reminder occasionally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I no, mean, like, I, I'm sure like if, you're always going to defend David. I'm always going to defend John, but also like if my husband is having a problem with someone, I don't need to be like, yeah, push, <laughs> push him into the dog bowl. Yeah, William. Like, yeah. 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 So, Shove him from um, behind. Yeah. Give him a real, give him a real yank on yeah. his shirt. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So I don't know. I think, um, to your point, like I sort of concluded, I had a talk actually with a real, live British person last week about this. Right? They're in like such short supply. I, love I don't this. know. I live in Connecticut. There aren't that many. Um, well, but that's New England. Thank you. Yes. Um, but the, the settlers did come via ne- the, the Netherlands, not England. Well, that's, and that's potato, okay. potato. Truly. Um, that was the Irish. Okay. You're getting everything confused now. <laughs> so, so this, I, I take aim into a story class at the library every week. And there's this woman who is the grandmother of one of the kids in this class with him. Um, And I've known her for, you know, we've been going to this once a week for months and months and months, most of Mm -hmm. 2022. And this past week, um, topic came around to, you know, you can see I'm wearing, as always, a navy and white striped boat neck shirt. And she just made some comment of like, you know, you, you really, has anybody ever told you that they, that you remind them of Catherine? And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, you know, Kate Middleton. Catherine and I was like, name. Wow. And I was like, uh, has anyone ever told I aspire to that every day of my life? <laughs> Only myself internally every day. I mean, thank you, Brit- real British person. <laughs> so I was so like overjoyed with that to begin with. And then my friend Rachel, who's there. So Rachel and I are, are like peers age-wise. And then this woman is probably in her 60s. Um and we'll all chit chat at the library. Fine. So then Rachel asked her, you know, have you, you know, you're, have you checked out the Harry and Meghan documentary? Yeah. Oh, did she have some thoughts? Oh boy. I will, I will sum up her thoughts 
with this, which I think also sums up your thoughts and my thoughts, which is if you had an opinion going into this, your opinion has not changed. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. that is the fairest thing to say. And then she said, you know, I'm not going to do the British accent because I'm not going to do it. I I mean, right. I'm not going to embarrass myself like that. But she basically said, you know, when Megan said she was not trained on protocol of how to interact with royals, I cannot believe that because when I was Tom's nanny, I had to be, oh, wait, let me back up. When I was Tom Parker Bowles nanny, my employer, Camilla Parker freaking Bowles had to train me on how to interact when Charles would come by their property. Wait, 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 wait. But this now brings up questions. (laughs) Timeline would tell us what? I mean, thank you for... Okay. When I tell you I levitated out of this little chair in the Mm -hmm. children's department at the Norwalk Public Library, I was... Your former, when you were, when you were Tom Parker Bowles' (laughs) nanny. TPB. So so he was a small child. Camilla Parker Bowles was your boss. Mm -hmm. And Charles would just come by the property. So in my mind, obviously, when he was with Diana, this is, it had to have been because the kids wouldn't have dropped by a property also, right? Right. Like, Right. Casually, like dropping by. Casually. Um, so that's number one. Number two, um, I love that he came by enough that like Camilla had to be like, oh yeah, here's how you interact with him. It's like, it's just like this. Also, also though, like mad respect that if she was having like a side a side fling and then she <laughs> yeah. was, she was like, hey, nanny, despite the fact that I'm getting this side piece over here. Right. You do have to curse Making sure there's like, <laughs> and stuff, you know, like still treat him yeah. like a king, even yes. though he's like... I, whatever. Right. Even though he's even though he's stepping out on his wife here with me. Yeah, um, his, his national treasure wife that everyone right. loves with me, who people have a lot of opinions about. But like right. honestly, no wonder Camilla is now like queen consort. Yeah. It was I when I tell you it was one of the most thrilling. It was the very last it was like that week between Christmas and New Year's, mm-hmm. just a Wednesday when I was like, crap, I gotta get my kids out of the house. We're gonna yep. go to this normal thing that is still somehow on the library's calendar. And Thank I was God told said, God rewarded you yes, for that. By Camilla Parker Bowles, former employee, A telling me she was, B telling me my shiny hair and general and she kind of waved her hands at me which I think wow. means my aura. vibe, my aura, yeah. my like presence in the world that I remind her of Catherine. No well, longer should we Catherine. Do by side? I mean, all the time. I definitely, yeah. I like definitely remember when Instagram. I, like oh, a yeah, split yeah, yeah. screen, vote who is who. I definitely have done that t- at least, no, definitely three times. My bachelorette party, I had a very sequiny dress and like a, the, the week after Catherine stepped mm-hmm. out in one, um, I bought a dress that she wore on a Royal tour and uh, did a side by side. And then when I was pregnant, I bought a Seraphine UK maternity dress and I've done a side by side. Look at you. Yeah. So it's like a little creepy, right? I mean, it's not every piece I own. (laughs) Right, right, right. It's just me. But you know, I have bid for and paid US dollars for a signed Nicole Richie autograph at a silent auction. Oh, wow. Of which Nicole Richie had zero affiliation <laughs> whatsoever. Um, and it's in my garage. So similarly, 
similarly devoted to a passion. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I often would reference Nicole Richie's bob haircut with deep side bangs, like all through college. God, I loved that haircut. Yeah, that one was I good. And then it. like, yeah, but you can probably pull that off. I've tried bobs, well, and it's like not for me. The trick, the trick here that I, thirty six years into haircuts, um, continue to forget is that one does not also then borrow their face. So Mm, it is tricky. Um, And I continue to not know, we don't have similar hair textures. So Mm. I have very thick hair. Yeah, I have fine hair, but there are many of them. Mm -hmm. And so if I bring a bob picture, which I do like a bob, I always like wear it. But like now I've moved on to Julianne Huff is like the one that I always bring the pictures of. Um, until recently, she got kind of weird. And so I don't know if I want to emulate her hair, but it was always Nicole Richie's. But she had like, it was during like her eating disorder days, mm-hmm. which, you know, that's much sharper hair. features. Yeah. And much right. different hair texture than I yeah, yeah. in a non eating disordered life. Time of life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In, in entire presence. Yes. Um, it didn't always look the same. Yeah. Oh, I always, I was always striving for like, 2006 Jessica Simpson long mm. bob with the deep yeah, bang. Yeah. I brought that one often oh, also. Man, that one was, it was so a good, good. one. Such it was a hair. good one. And um, then Reese Witherspoon, um, Sweet Home Alabama bob. Oh, God, yes. Yep. So all of those were like the same thing, yeah. but yet no faces were transplanted oh, on Oh, God, no. No, no. I still, I still have um, a Woody Harrelson face with beautiful <laughs> Kate Milton hair. I just. <laughs> You know, you know, do you remember there was a time um, on Facebook when like celebrity doppelgangers were going around? Uh-huh. I do. Uh-huh. I got and Adrian I... Brody. <laughs> okay. That... <laughs> Isn't that so good? That is very, that's very good. It's so good. I don't My... have a nose as big as him, but like I have a nice, it's like a very nice slope like his. Yeah, yeah. Not, not the size of his, but Adrian He's Brody. Oscar, I was like, though. Yes. I'll take that. Yeah, I um, continued to tell people that I was often told I looked like Reese Witherspoon when yeah. no one has ever told me that, nor do I. You have told yourself that, and that's all that matters. I have, but people then would say, "But you know, who, you know who you do look like, Deb from Napoleon Dynamite," and I was like, "Thank you," but I got that a lot when that movie came out. Okay. Like people would say, "Like you look so much like Deb," and I was like, okay. "Thank you." Thank you. That's what many young women would like would like to hear, <laughs> would like to hear about themselves. So okay. it's fine. I did like I mean, for my she, own. She was an entrepreneur. I'll give her that. <laughs> she she was, and yeah. I love a glamour shot. So oh, like, yeah. I do appreciate that. But I did make myself go on like IMDb and find like pretty pictures. Of her, she was also right. in the critically acclaimed film Andre from our childhood about yeah. a young girl who befriends a seal. I don't know yes. if you remember that. Very, she was, very she was like a like kid, like younger child yes. actor age at that point. Yeah, 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 she was, and we're around the same age. And okay. um, so anyway, I did feel like at least I had made my dreams come true of being aligned with Andre. Perfect. Like so that's it. where we are. Okay, okay, so you are not only in a new year of calendars yes you tomorrow at the time of this recording in just three hours 
will be entering a new year of your life. A new year. Uh, yes. I share a birthday with your second child and yes. the two of us share a birthday with January Jones, who well, how about has that? such a unique, uh, kook, gorgeous energy that I really, I just, I hope to be as beautiful and nutty someday. Um, but has there been another grandmother at Library Storytime who has revealed to you who the father of January Jones's baby is? Oh, it's Jason Sudeikis, but no. Uh, I we, think it's Bobby Flay, and okay. I will never back down from that. Okay. I mean, both I like. Yeah, um, either I one think, is fine. Congratulations. I think I would have to actually see a picture of Jason Sudeikis and Olivia Wilde's kids to be able to mm-hmm. really discern. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think I think that would that would give us some like, are those siblings? Are they not? But um, but I I I love a Jan Jones moment. She's a well, I. So here's, here's my thing. This is no shade to your birthday. Yeah. As you know, I have a daughter whose birthday is December 7th, a daughter whose birthday is December 18th, and a daughter whose birthday is January 5th. Mm -hmm. And then a daughter who has one in June. And so she doesn't count. She's like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Who cares? (laughs) Um, I long thought it would be better to have a child whose birthday was after Christmas. Let me tell you how wrong I have been about that. January 5th is a terrible birthday because I desperately forget about that birthday all the time because I've been through the marathon of Thanksgiving, two birthdays, Christmas, Mm -hmm. feel like I have breathing room, do not. You do not. And then boom, it's her birthday. And we're late to record because she's been, (laughs) Anna Blair is a very quirky child um, in a way that I, I find the most endearing. And I, always feel like I'm letting her down because while she now shares middle childness, because the other three are so close in age, she is like the middle child. Yeah. So I always feel like I'm letting her down as a fellow middle child. <clears throat> and for months, when you ask what she wants for her birthday, she'll say one bag of taffy. She has like a kind of husky voice. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, six bags <laughs> of taffy. And I'm like, okay. So I got all of her presents, like whatever. And then tonight I was like, shit I got zero bags of taffy and like that's all she wanted and like I would like jokingly leading up to Christmas be like oh don't you want your taffy and she's like no I want it for, for my, my birthday for like, my birthday. So like for her birthday she wants oh, six yeah. bags of taffy Charlotte is a landlocked area there is <laughs> there are not like saltwater taffy factories around here oh my gosh but Sprouts did have taffy at first I thought they only had peppermint and I was like very upset that's but they right. did have assorted taffy okay not bags and it was six dollars a box and i she as i discovered has never had taffy so it did feel (laughs) it did feel like going in on six containers of taffy 36 dollars worth excessive (laughs) it would be a big it's a big gateway so i got two and i will split them into six bags totally or heck you just tell her that the little twisties you are like that's the bag oh smart Smart, 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 that's the taffy bag Mm-hmm. I like that. Anyway, I don't want to throw shade at your day of birth, but it's real shitty. It's hard. And I'll tell you too, when I was a youth and yearly birthdays were way more important than they are in adulthood, mm-hmm. um, I always knew on Christmas afternoon what I was getting for my birthday. Because if, right. oh, if, it. It, if I had it on my oh. Christmas list... And it wasn't Damn. under the Christmas tree. I was like, well, shit, I got 10 days and 
Well, well, I'll see it then. So there was. I never considered that. Yeah. So there was. Yeah. Heads up. That's coming too. Um, so there were definitely days where I'm like, on my birthday, I'd be like, oh, look, oh. it's it's this. I know. Like, <laughs> there it is. Here it is, finally, 10 days after oh. I thought. But here, that, okay. So to that point, as a parent of a child, we had to like rearrange kind of like gifts. And when they were given sure. based on when Nora Beth was getting hers sure. two weeks before, right. well, a week before Christmas and yeah. whatever. But I was worried that if it was something outside of the taffy that she was very clear that she wanted for her birthday, that she would expect to see it. Like if it was just generally right. something that she wanted, yeah. that if I saved it for her birthday, she would be Upset very on bummed Christmas. on Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Because in her almost six-year-old mind, she's not thinking, oh, I'll get it a few days later. She's thinking, oh, I didn't get it on Christmas. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. That's a uh, – I think that's – there was probably an age at which I yeah, switched yeah, over this, from yeah. like from the, the looking at Christmas Day as a, a unit in a vacuum mm-hmm. to then kind of having the sense of a long game of like, oh, I just need to – twiddle my thumbs for a few days. I just got to get through and then, this break. and then there it is. Um, but you know, growing up, I never had birthday. Par- I always had like three birthdays in January. I'd have the day of my birthday at home with my family. I'd have, um, my grandparents live like 45 minutes away from us. We'd like go to their house one Saturday or Sunday night to have dinner. Mm-hmm. And then my birthday party, God, you would never have a birthday party the first weekend back after winter break from school, right? Never, there would be nobody there. So that didn't work. Um, so I would always have a party on like the 20th or like sometime later in the month. And then in college, you, you're at home. You're right. So like I turned 21st birthday. Yeah. I turned 21 in the suburbs in Massachusetts and a sorority sister of mine who lived a couple towns over from me. She was like, well, let me take you out on like, you know, January 4th night turning into January 5th. Yeah. Um, I'll buy you a drink at midnight. It was like very much a thing we did on campus. Like yeah. you go out and, you know, put a candle in your beer or whatever it was stupid. Um, the bar closed at midnight. Cause it was, <laughs> cause it was Framingham, Massachusetts. Like what? Yeah. They were like, no, we go home now. This is a TGI Fridays. What are you expecting of us? Okay. Wednesday. For, Friday, for it to feel like Friday. That's right. what I'm expecting. And it was so clear that it was like me and my friend and we're like, we're like at midnight. Can I just, and they were like, how about, how about she orders a beer at 1159 and then can give it to you at midnight, but oh, we but can't serve you. It was like so stupid and strange. Um, the next day I went out to dinner with my parents. We had like a lovely, beautiful 21st birthday dinner. But then the very first time, like, so I went to college in Washington, DC. The very first time I had like my birthday in Washington, DC yeah. with my college friends was my 23rd birthday. So I like threw myself a party and I was That's like, we're going to, so I'm going to rent out the party room at our favorite bar, which is like long gone. Cause that was a long time ago. But, um, but yeah, I was like, whatever. I'm 23. I didn't, I didn't do the 21st birthday thing. Yeah. That's true. I had an yeah. end of July birthday had, yeah. I, I still, still have that. Yes. Happens. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so similarly in college, like yeah. who am I with? Right. I'm not home, yeah. but I was interning in Raleigh for my 21st birthday, but most of my friends were home. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so my first birthday drink, because I was very, very, very stringent that I would not have a sip of alcohol before my 21st birthday, which like, that's fun. Which good for um, you. Yeah. And so I was in this Irish pub in downtown Raleigh at the end of my internship shift. So at like five o'clock. Sure. And he was like, I'll, this like middle-aged man was like, I'll buy you a drink. And I'm like, okay. And he bought me a white Russian. Oh Lord. Okay. And I was like, I don't, what is this? And he was like, it's egg whites and milk. And I was like, I'll wait. I'll wait. Like, <laughs> oh, wait. thank you. That's fine. So then some friends took me to Cheesecake Factory and okay. I ordered a daiquiri and the waiter didn't eat server, didn't even ask for my ID. And I was like, excuse me, right? I'm at a mall, but also you need to be responsible. Right. And so I was like, don't you need to see my ID? And he was like, no. <laughs> I was like, okay. He was Number like, one, obviously. Right. Number one, yes, you you're do. a mom already. Number two, how dare you? I am a youth. Let me yeah, show you my exactly. ID. But now, oh like, but now, like at Publix, you know, the day that I bought fourteen thousand dollars worth of greeting cards, the woman there was like, "I need to see your ID for you to buy this ten thirty a.m. wine." And I was and like, like yes, "You do what not." This like poorly regimented skincare <laughs> routine would give you any impression oh. that I should not be buying these bottles of like, wine. I could pour this wine into the groove between my eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, this is my elevens wine. Oh man, it, it it'll be like the like the luge of the ones, right? Oh man, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that felt good. But as you enter both a new year on your calendar, a new year of your life, yeah. do you set intentions? Do you? I don't like goals, but if you do, great yeah. good for you. But is it intentions? What do you do? For a long time, I would set a resolution or a goal or a challenge myself, but I'd make them fun. Like okay. I remember when you know, so January first, January fifth potato, potato, as you said earlier, it's all just kind of like new year energy. Yeah. That new year, when I turned 25, I was like, I'm going to be a red lipstick wearer. And I oh, took myself to Chanel on fifth Avenue and like asked a salesperson like, hello, I, hello, I'm a youth. Would you ID me please? Um, <laughs> hi, hello, uh, I am my, young and on the town. Exactly. Hi, my teeth are still white enough to do this. Could oh, you, yeah. could you help me pick out a red that works? You know, one year was like, I want to wear more fun jewelry to the office instead of just like regular basic clothes, like, you know, more oh, office clothes, fun. just like fun ones. Um, more recently, it's just like, I think last year it was like, try to read some more, like do last year was do more things that make me feel like me. Mm -hmm. Um, I think this year it's less, um, it's less a, a new thing. It's something I've been like kind of musing on for a couple of weeks. Um, and then I posted, it was probably new year's Eve that someone else way more eloquently said as much on Instagram, mm -hmm. something to the effect of, we don't have to change ourselves on January 1st. Yep. We don't, um, this isn't some light switch. We shouldn't, it shouldn't be new year, new me, be, be you. You can have new things about you. You can try new things. You can put down the parts of you that aren't helpful or aren't serving you anymore. Um, but I've like in therapy and then also in this, um, this women's Bible study that I am a part of at my church, um, and it's also kind of like broader regionally. So I was at a meeting with other coordinators. Basically, I lead it at my parish. And then mm -hmm. there's a woman locally who like helps, you know, den mother, all of the coordinators. And she had a session for us to all come together. And we reflected on the parable of the sower, which 
is basically like where where somebody sows seeds, whatever the soil is, will determine what grows. Mm-hmm. You know, and we can all sit there smugly and be like, oh, well, we have rich soil. We are good Christians. <laughs> we are yeah. good upright women. And we are growing good fertile plants. Mm-hmm. And then there's other days when I'm like, no, this shit is rocky and thorny and I need some sunlight and some water. Um, and sort of just have been musing a lot about that. And I know I shared with you probably back when I first heard it back in like November, maybe it was early November, um, a song that has just really been on my heart and on my brain a lot that I'm really taking and like trying to crescendo it into this year of Mm -hmm. the song is called tend. And it's not that anything needs to be radically different this year, Mm -hmm. but it's, I need to get rid of the like it's very gardening and like plant and growing yeah. focus. It's like cultivated, yeah. Cultivating, like tend my soil and prune things that are wild or overgrown. Mm-hmm. And and I just think that's it's so much gentler to me than I'm going to XYZ do these things. It's just yeah. and it's much more um I think it's for me anyways, it's a much more um like I can check off things on a list. Like I want to do X exercises this month. I want to do Y yeah. salads this month. Fine. But then I like complete my goal and there it goes. And then mm-hmm. it's in the rear view. If I'm adopting much more of a like constant um, appraisal of this garden. Yeah. And like how things are growing. I think that's going to be a much more, um, a much more lasting practice and like a lot a lot gentler. Um, and then to take it out of like a Jesus-y founded thing, Kelly Clarkson has a song from many years ago. It's my favorite Kelly Clarkson song of all yeah, time. He's alive. Unfortunately, no, but it's a song called Sober, which I will show you. I am nut doing dry January. Yeah. The only dry thing are my cuticles right now. Um, <laughs> but it's a song called Sober and the key part in the chorus or the, the little repeated section of the song is I picked all my weeds, but kept the flowers. Oh, I love that. And I think it just goes with that of like getting, getting rid of all the the weeds, getting all that shit out of there and then keeping all the good stuff and then doing the, doing the ongoing work of, of weeding, of watering, of sunlighting. What? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I like it. You know, I have been like in a process of rebuking self-improvement, which sounds like (laughs) so whatever no, it's, but it's but true it's I, I think, to look at it critically because it can be very um it can get to a point where it's like too oppressive it, it, it yes and it feels it's part of that like hustle grind mm. boss babe boss bitch culture yeah um and i feel like i have enough that i am wired to always be feeling guilty about or that I'm not doing enough or I'm not doing it well enough or I could be. And part of being somebody wired to be achieving and and whatever, I don't want to put one more thing on myself that I feel like I could measure against or fail at Mm -hmm. because I feel like I'm doing that enough anyway. So I don't like resolutions that already the mindset is that they seem doomed to fail. I don't like that. Like that's stupid. Yeah. Nor do I want something that I feel like I could be setting myself up to fail in, even mm-hmm. if it's just myself. Like it goes back to that idea of like 1000 hours outside of yeah. like, yeah. I don't want to feel like if this isn't serving me today, 
and I don't do it, that I am letting anybody down. And, you know, like we've talked about this with like streaks and gamification and whatever. Like I know if I've texted you, if I've like missed a day of Peloton and I like feel gross about that. Yes. And then I feel gross. And I feel gross about it. And like, yeah. that's how it feels like if I make this resolution and I don't do X, Y, or Z or do right. do X, Y, or Z, I don't want to feel badly about any metric <laughs> by right. which I'm measuring myself because guess what? I already do. I, do I already feel badly about right. every metric that I'm doing yeah. in my life. And so I want to follow like momentum flows. And mm-hmm. like for me, I feel like I have been trying to nourish a lot of things in my life lately. And that is like physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. Um, but I felt momentum right after Christmas and taking decorations down. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, this does obviously align with the new year, mm-hmm. but I'm like trying to follow like a post Christmas vibe, not like it's the new year time to reset because like probably in February won't still feel like this, but yeah. like right now, like it feels good. And it's like one thing is leading to another. Like I kind of rage cleaned my house one day, which happens every election year. I mean the like best. every four <laughs> years, um, I am just not, great at that. And so then I'm like, oh, wait, like if I do that, maybe I could also do this. Or maybe if I drink more tea and water, I won't drink as much Diet Dr. Pepper, but that doesn't mean I'm putting any kind of limit on how much I drink. It's just trying to like crowd out habits without putting any kind of assessment on did I or did I not, but just like making room for more. I don't know. I'm like, I've lost the plot, but um. I like that for you of like tending and yeah, I don't know. It sounds for you. It's, it's, it's going to be yes. Inviting in more or inviting in change, but not, um, but like not watching, (laughs) not, not watching it happen, not keeping track of it. Um, I remember last year I, I definitely wrote down a couple things. I have like a bulletin board in my, uh, kind of like the hallway that leads into my kitchen. And I put up a couple just like, not mantras, but just like reminders. Cause sometimes mm-hmm. seeing them written out. And one of them was kind of this point, like plans that I make are not mm-hmm. pass fail. Yeah. Like, oh, I love that. That's I, very good. You know, it's not if I don't go outside today or if I don't have a cup of tea instead of a second glass of water, like if I have that extra diet, Dr. Pepper, I didn't fail at something. Mm-hmm. And if I completed all of my tasks and I vacuumed and mopped the floors and I did this and that, and I did that, I didn't pass. I didn't, yeah. you know, kind of taking out that kind of binary, like I did a good day. I had a bad day thing. Yeah, um, I, I think that's exactly it. Cause like, even if I'm like, I'm doing a cleaning schedule, cause guess what? I cleaned off the counters yeah. and I've been maintaining that very well. And so I thought, oh, maybe I should make a cleaning schedule. And then I'm like, no, because inevitably on a Wednesday, I'm not going to do the bathrooms and the floors, uh-huh. then I'll be like, oh no, I'm off my routine. So tomorrow I have to do Thursdays and Wednesdays, and which I'm not going to oh, yeah. do. And mm-hmm. so I won't. And, um, already like I'm, I spiraled on that, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, I have a very like naturally punitive <laughs> mindset about myself and yeah. a lot of self shame for decisions that I make, even that matter to no one. Like oh, yeah. if I've had three glasses of wine and felt a little tipsy, and maybe feel a little bit bad the next day. It feels like a moral thing for me, even though yeah. it isn't. I have yeah. no moral anything yeah. about drinking. Um, 
or whatever, whatever the case right. may be. And so I'm like, oh, I'm going to not drink for a while. And then I'm like, let me see how many days I could make it. <laughs> and yeah. so then like, if I did want a glass of wine, I'd be like, no, because now I'm on a streak. And like, right. I'm very laid back, as you can tell. And yeah. so well, it's, that, it's fine. We're both fine. Yeah. This, again, this is not therapy. This is a podcast. Thank you for everyone else's enjoyment. But um, <laughs> I, I do kind of bristle at these ideas of, and, and if it serves you, great. But for me, I'm like, I feel like my options are to go deeply into it or run far, far oh, away yeah. from it. Yeah. And because there is no middle ground for me. That just yeah. is what it is. Yeah. And that's good. That's good for you to know that of just like, I can't add one thing or introduce one thing. Mm-hmm. It's just going to feel like I'm putting it in the, in the bin of all the things I carry and yeah. weigh myself against and measure myself against. So let me just not. I like that for you. So let me just not, I, let me just not weigh it yeah, at all. I like that for you. I think that's really kind for oh, yourself you. and like knowing yourself and not, not adding something that like, all of these are arbitrary anyways. I will say right. I find, um, I have found a practice and hopefully we're still doing this come September when this mm-hmm. comes up. Um, but a friend of mine, Julie, many years ago, um, she's Jewish and the Jewish new year typically happens in sometime in the month of September. Okay. And she introduced me to this website and it's basically, um, it's like 10, uh, 10 questions. They're the same questions every year. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and they're just reflections. Like the first five are like reflections on the year behind you. Mm -hmm. And it's weird. It's a weird exercise in our mainstream culture, which is looking at January 1 to December 31st. Yeah. It's really interesting. Like it's the end of summer. It's the beginning of a school year. Mm -hmm. It's the start of a new season kind of. It's yeah. I find it's a much more natural time for me to do that kind of reflection. And then like the first five questions usually look back at the year and then the next five are like predictions or hopes or dreams or plans for the upcoming year. And, you know, let's say Rosh Hashanah is on like September 10th. So on September Mm -hmm. 1st, they'll email you all your question answer questions and answers from last year. Oh, that's cool. So like you're able, you're kind of going into the exercise and you get to see like, Oh, last year I was, you know, last year I was pregnant and I was excited and I was nervous and I was this, and now I have a six month old and we're tired. So it's been so interesting. Um, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like writing a journal and then, but like, it's a time capsule. Like you can't log in and see it again until the following year. So that's really cool. It's really cool. Um, let's definitely add this to our very, uh, official schedule of, but it's a really, it's a really cool one. And I, I have found that to be a more, um, it doesn't have pressure around the changing of calendar years, mm-hmm. but it's also for in the Jewish faith, that's their new year. And like, not yeah. to be that like Christian white woman, that's like, Oh, I can make everything about me. But <laughs> uh, you know, um, our, our Lord and savior was a Jew. And so I really have deep yeah. respect for the, their faith traditions that have only informed all of mine. Um, yeah. and being able to kind of like pick up this practice, um, for many years now, it's been, it's been really, uh, it's been a very wonderful practice. And I think even this year, I kind of like 
took my answers mm-hmm. and worked on them in a session with my therapist to be like, wow, oh, that's cool. This, yeah. Like this was me last year. Look what we've done with these topics. Look where yeah, I've come. That's great. So. Um, I think I've talked about the Instagram account, Emily in your phone before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> I love her account. Um, and she had a couple of different things. One, I meant to say this earlier and forgot, but um, she has this like hot take about like skincare and routines that they are skincare routines and just generally like how I get ready in the morning, the 10 ways that you can life hack and prep, you know, whatever yeah. are the new diet culture of our generation that it's something that we will look back on in 20 years and be like, oh, Oh, wow. Like, are we so obsessed with anti-aging, bettering, improving? And when she, the way that she framed that, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that that's true. Deeply convicted by that. Like, that is so. It was so interesting that I had, like, I would have never thought that. But she so simply said it just like that. Like, um, and it was like in an Insta story. And she's like, you know, you're watching these, like, teenagers asking for, like, drunk elephant things for and I mean, you have a teenager, so I'm sure yeah. you know, like, um, on TikTok about all these anti-aging things when you start at 20 and like, how is that different than like a hundred calorie packs and how you can make an ice cream sandwich out of like fat free chocolate graham crackers and cool yeah. whip. And so that was really convicting. And I think like helped put some thought around how I already felt <laughs> about a lot of things. Yeah. But then what she also then further, like it just happened to be on the same like Instagram mm-hmm. story series. They weren't yeah. connected, but she did for the every year. She does 10 things I'd like to do this year. And if I don't, that's okay. And it, it, they were like <laughs> as it. simple as like drink hot chocolate on a snowy mountain, wearing a hat with a poof on it. That is one thing. And if or I just, don't do it, that's okay. That's and okay. Other things were like more serious, but it was like, okay, here are things that like would be great. And if they don't happen, that's also fine. And I'm not going to do that exercise, but I also really loved that way of like approaching the new year. Like here would be some good things. It It wasn't even like as deep as a bucket list. Like I also want to learn, she was like learning HTML coding. And if I don't, that's okay. Okay. I like that. Yeah. So anyway, well, a very, very, very happy birthday to you. You are a gem and a treasure and better everybody around you. And I want every good thing for you oh, in this you new so year much. Thank you. in every way. I do need to ask, um, now that you said those super duper nice things about me, um, have you started your cake yet for, for Anna Blair? I have not all. made her okay. a cake yet. Um, she, so our tradition that we have started because we have been having birthday parties have the cake and then birthday days, we start presents first thing in the morning. Like when they come downstairs, the presents are already on the table and cinnamon rolls. Yeah. The ever present cinnamon rolls are our birthday breakfast. Um, so cake will be at her party, which is on Sunday. She has requested, (laughs) you know, she's requested a, well, yes. And, Uh She's requested a Wicked themed party. Um, we are deeply into Wicked, the musical. Okay. We sing a lot of show tunes. So she wants a Wicked cake that is half pink and half green. So one part is for Glinda and one part is for Alphaba. And so that'll be something. I love too. this. <laughs> this mm-hmm. And like this the deep, great. deep way, mm-hmm. like I, I want to make every party special for my children, but I feel so compelled to make hers extra special because of everything we talked about with the January 5th birthday. Yeah. So like we're having a birthday party in our yard. Cause I like yard parties, but, um, 
we she doesn't know that there are there is a Glinda and Elphaba coming <gasps> to her party, oh which I gosh. have been searching for for months. And I think it's really just like reconstituted princess costumes from a princess right. people. And I was yeah. like, but could you do Glinda and Elphaba? Yeah. And she said to me, they are not stage accurate, but they will pass. And I'm like, I don't know what that Perfect. means, but like, sure. Yeah. Um, so they are coming. Um, <clears throat> I got like green Christmas lights to string up on our front porch to make the Emerald City. And yeah. I've been spray painting one of our plastic playhouses that I found on a curb green to be the Emerald City. And I got like uh, the Wicked Witch shoes like under a house oh, to put under the other it. one. I, I think it would be very it. great. But then she hit me with that. Like I want part, not just like the frosting to be part pink, part green, but like the cake to be some of it pink and some of it green. Okay. So I think you the can problem do is, it. I think you do can you do think, it. Do you think you can? I think you can because if you are listening to this podcast and have never followed along as I I feel deeply, <sighs> deeply connected to making birthday cakes for my children from scratch. And I am a good baker and a good cook. My Achilles heel is birthday cakes. I'm very bad at it. They taste fine. Mostly. Sometimes they don't. Most of the time they taste very good. Sometimes they don't. But it's always in their presentation that looks very bad. And I think part of the fun is that you'll so the party's on Sunday, you said, right? Mm-hmm. It's on you'll Sunday, pro- so I'll make it on Saturday. I was going to say, you'll probably serve it at like 10 o'clock p.m. on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. And even I'm already like, I could start it on Sunday morning because the party's not till 3 p.m. So I don't know. I feel like I'll probably give myself a real long runway for this. But the other tricky part is a lot of times if they ask like for a theme, like mm-hmm. a Pokemon cake, or yeah. like I think they asked for like an Arctic Fox and Pokemon cake last time. Um I can always find like a little toy to put on top that it's like, I did it. There don't seem to exist like small Glinda and Elphaba. Yeah. Toys like wicked toys don't really exist. Unless Mm -mm. it's like Etsy and they're going to be $40 each. Exactly. Like they had some hand knitted like plush Elphabas for like $140. Um, And that I wouldn't put on a cake either. I mean, I would put it on a cake. Most people wouldn't. So I don't know. It's stay tuned. I, I guess that my theme music, cause I always put a lot of thought into the music that goes along with these will have to be the show tunes. Gotta be. Um, yeah. Did I DM Kristen Chenoweth and Adina Menzel? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Personally, just to say yeah. anything you can do here. Anything you want to like. They haven't gotten back to me, but like they've got time. Yeah. They have until Saturday at 10 PM. Or maybe, or maybe Sunday morning. Or maybe before. Yeah. Who knows? Don't know. I'll take them anytime. So okay. yeah, that'll be great. Stay tuned. Perfect. I think that sounds yeah. fabulous. Um, mm-hmm. I love that. That's going to be great. Mm-hmm. My birthday celebration will, I'm getting a manicure, manicure and pedicure tomorrow morning. Um, if great. my place is, if my place is open, like how dare you go on a vacation? I went to go Tuesday morning and they were like, eh, yeah, closed. I couldn't like, go on Tuesday. I haven't been to get my nails done in like three years. And David so... got me a gift card. I tried oh, to go on Tuesday nice. and they were closed. And I was like, how dare you? I can't <laughs> go any other day. This <laughs> is the only day of the year. I can only do this now. Um, so I'm going to do that hopefully. Um, and then I'm going to lunch with my best friend and I'm making myself dinner and my cake that I want because perfect. Cause then I'm not, is it a wicked cake with it, part pink, part green? Uh, it's a devil's chocolate cake. So I think oh, it's, in the, it's in the theme, um, of like maliciousness, um, mm-hmm. or well, yeah, Mallory maliciousness cake. Love okay. It, love it, love um, it. and then John and I are going to go out Saturday night and, you know, perfect. just, you know, I, uh, 
my thing I've adopted is that on the fives, I'll have a party Mm -hmm. and on the zeros, I'll have a vacation. I love that. And the other years it's like, I'm just going to be 38. I'm just going to eat some cake and maybe go get a a martini and a steak somewhere. But, uh, that sounds perfect. Yeah. So it'll be good. And a a Manny Petty. It's like really, it's like really, really desperate. It's desperate times. I've been washing so many things and cooking so many things since like Christmas on. It's like, I need, I need someone to just rub lotion on my hands. (laughs) That's all I want. Please. That's not not myself before bed. So well, I can't wait for a recap of that. And I think, are we going to ride a Peloton ride tomorrow? I'm thinking that's been my plan. And then John came home and was like, so you're making steak and broccoli and a chocolate cake. Are you, are you writing at seven o'clock tomorrow Yeah, in the nighttime? And I was like, I don't, I don't, hmm. I don't know. So, well, so TBD. We'll, we'll yeah. <laughs> um, we have now adopted a attitude. I'm like looking at the clock on my monitor. Yeah. We eat at like 10 and 10 30 PM. I don't know yeah. why neither of us like prefer that necessarily, but it's just what is happening in our lives and yeah. that's fine. And we rudely in 2022, um, merged our 5.30 is when the boys uh, eat dinner time with yep. our 7.30 when we eat dinner time. Yep. So um, what time are you landing on now? We eat at like six. Yeah. See, we haven't gotten there yet. <sighs> yeah. Um, it's which, time, but we <laughs> yeah. And that's, and that's what I said to John earlier. I was like, I mean, what I would love to do is get on my Peloton mm-hmm. ride at seven and have Kendall, my other best non-Caroline friend, yeah. best friend on Peloton, um, have her give me a birthday shout out. It's probably yeah. not going to happen. And then eat dinner. We've, we have manifested a lot for each other. That's and true. Maybe. True. Maybe. And maybe. So we'll see. Or um, or if nothing else, I'll just go out to my garage for her low impact ride at 745 with a glass there of wine and just listen and see what she does. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> she sees me. Well, if or, you do that, let nothing. me know. Right. Or nothing. Because yeah, you know what? Pl- plans are not pass fail. And I do not have to measure Amen. my birthday about against any of this. So. I love that. Well, happy, happy birthday. Thank you for Thank joining you. me on Birthday Eve. For happy, this. Ber- happy birthday, Anna Blair. Have a great day tomorrow and party this weekend. <laughs> All right. Well, we will be back here whenever we come back. Who knows? Yeah, We're I'll bound be, to nothing. I'll be 38. So I'll definitely be like older and wiser and deeply transformatively yeah. changed. So be ready. Be ready. Right. Be ready. Right.